0: Welcome to the podcast, where you will learn everything you need to be a successful student at any level of academic study. Listen each week as I interview experts, leaders and students. If you are studying or thinking about it, you will need practical tips, techniques, coaching and support to help you get finished and be successful. While you're listening, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Links and info are always in the show notes. So join me now as you listen in, learn, take action, and succeed. Good afternoon, everybody, and a very warm welcome to our weekly Learn In Your Lunchtime webinar. As you should all by now know, on the Student Success Coach, we go live every Friday at 12 o'clock, and we talk about everything that's going to help you as a student to succeed, get through your studies, and prepare you for your careers so we've had some wonderful guests uh, already this year and if i think back on last year actually had lots of value from you know top people coming in and talking about their experience and providing lots of information and resources uh, we always follow up in the facebook group with all the information so make sure that you do join our facebook group i put the link in the channel just now and of course while you're here do subscribe to the youtube channel as well uh, make use of all the resources that are available uh, in the student success coach community. So a very warm welcome. And uh, I know that some of the universities haven't uh, gone back into term time yet, um, but very good to see a decent group joining us this afternoon. So it appears that goal setting is gonna be very important uh, for 2022 and just wonderful to have Michelle uh, in studio with us uh, this afternoon. So let's kick off with a little bit of an introduction uh, from Michelle. Just tell us a little bit about your background uh, what you've been busy with in the last few years, and, and why you feel qualified and capable of uh, teaching us all about how to set goals in 2022. Michelle.
1: Hi, Peter. Thanks very much for having me. Um, Peter, I, uh, just to to say hi to everybody as well. Um, welcome and yeah, all the best to you all for 2022. Uh, Peter, in the last couple of years, um, I've been working as a coach um, in industry, uh, but also with private individuals. And in the work that I do, it's all about um, setting goals. Um, So my background is as an industrial psychologist. um, And I went off on my own about 10 years ago um, and started um, coaching people full time. So, um, the work that I do is uh, mostly with individuals in in a corporate kind of setting. Um, And as you could imagine, um, there are uh, a lot of people that are very ambitious and and looking to achieve all sorts of goals in that kind of environment. Um, And very often they feel like they get stuck. um, And in my work as a coach, um, it's been very much about helping them to move beyond that stuck feeling um, and understand, you know, how to, um, their, their ideas and their plans, how to get from this, um, you know, point A where they are um, and, and how to get to that point B where they'd like to be. Um, and very often I found that people were, had an idea of where they wanted to be, but when they started trying to get there, um, there were a number of stumbling blocks that, that kicked up. And um, just working with a coach that is somebody that is able to uh, guide them through you know, the steps from A to uh, point B, um, and also to keep them accountable um, and stay focused on that journey, um, I think people have found you know, very helpful.
0: Brilliant, Michelle. Thank you very much. And uh, we're going to talk about our course uh, in about 10-15 minutes. But you mentioned lots of stumbling blocks, and I guess those could come in many forms. And you know, all of us, uh, you know, have distractions in our life, and we all procrastinate. That's human nature. And there's always a lot more fun things to do than what we plan to do, whether it was on the 1st of January or a couple of months ago or something that our boss asked to do, et cetera. But why particularly would you say, and it's possibly a little bit obvious, but in the last sort of 18 months, you know, we've all, I think, been impacted by perhaps a lot more external stumbling blocks. And, you know, do you feel that the goal-setting frameworks and methodologies that you teach are still relevant, you know, given the dramatic changes that we've all had to suffer through and the disruption that we've all sort of experienced in our home lives, our work, and our studies, et cetera?
1: Yeah, Peace, I mean, I think, I think the, the, the context has changed, um, and certainly there are perhaps a little bit more stumbling blocks in the way. Um, but out of every um, challenge comes opportunity. So I think, you know, the people who are, are, are kind of able to achieve their goals are those that are, are seeing the opportunities within this morass, you know? Um, and and kind of staying focused in that um, context also means that you need to be a little bit flexible um, and, and constantly evaluate, you know, where am I in terms of, of reaching my goals? Um, you know, just just looking at some of the comments um, of, of people entering um, our, our goal setting course, um, a lot of them are, you know, they've got great ideas, great plans, but they, they're kind of getting hamstrung um, and their focus is, is going haywire. Um, and I think that, you know, during this time, um, you, you, your context has changed, you perhaps working from home, there's a little bit perhaps more distractions, um, nicer things to, um, to be doing in this context than, you know, if you were in an office kind of setting. Um, so, you know, I think that it takes a little bit more discipline um, and perhaps, you know, you need to be holding yourself accountable and perhaps have an accountability partner um, that just keeps you on, on track on those goals. Um, but certainly for, for me, when I feel a little bit like, you know, I've got great ideas and I've great goals, um, but I, I don't know where to start, um, there's that little voice inside of my head that starts to say, "Oh, I don't know, Michelle. I don't know if you should do this. What if you fail? You know, what if you know this doesn't pan out for you?" And that voice is is coming from a place of protection, so it's wanting you not to fail actually, or wanting to protect you from that feeling of not, you know, achieving your goals. Um, but perhaps it's just misplaced in this context, and you are a choice, really, what you choose to do with that voice. Um, some people call it a saboteur, and some, co- some people call it a gremlin. Um, but, you know, um, if you entertain that voice, um, you, you're going nowhere slowly. But if you decide to say thank you um, to that voice, I don't need you right now. I actually know where I'm going. Um, and I want to do this, and it's and it's exciting to me, and I'm keen to take up the challenge. You know, that's your choice.
0: <laughs> Fantastic, Michelle. Thank you. I think people are so, you know, resonating with their sentiments. And just looking at the chat group, uh, I think, you know, we've got people that are really excited about this topic and keen to learn more. So I think very time yes, being at the beginning of January. So great news that we're giving people uh lots of value from this and let's just say hi to a few people kazi hello you uh great to have you on board it's absolutely never too late to say compliments of the new year i suppose we sort of end up by the end of january not really remembering the new year or the holidays as we get into the uh the treadmill of the year and uh let's see paul says afternoon everyone excited to learn from the very best and practice what's necessary to have a fulfilling life so michelle no pressure there at all it yeah. seems like you <laughs> Your reputation has preceded you, which is absolutely fantastic. So let's get into then a couple of questions. So you can see the one on the screen there. I'm just going to read it for people listening on the podcast, which we record uh, and broadcast afterwards. And Dele says, when I'm overwhelmed, I tend to struggle with prioritizing in the correct order. Can you please advise us on how to improve on this where there are a number of goals with clashing deadlines? Michelle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... um there's so many different tools, um, you know, uh, there's kind of, um, you know, the, the the SWOT analysis and the um, uh, Covey's matrix and so on. There's so many different ways of of prioritizing your goals, um, but you, you've got to figure out what works for you. Um, so, I think for you, you need to make sure that um, you are prioritizing the goals that are really most meaningful to you, because those are the things that you should actually be, fo- you know, spending time on and focusing your attention on. Um, and then things that are, are, are less meaningful, think about, you know, how much energy it's going to take to actually focus on those things. Um, and, and make sure that you are um, doing those things at a time when you're energetically you you don't need that sort of little extra push or, or motivation because um, you know it's it's boring or it doesn't so so do it when you when you you most perhaps got the most energy and you're not tired and overwhelmed um, and then there's certain things honestly that you know can be put into the parking lot um, they, it might be somebody else's priority and you'll you'll need to communicate you know your boundaries and what um, what you're capable of of providing for them, um, but sometimes it's not it's not a, actually a priority. It's something that can be parked um, and attended to at a later stage. Um, where you've you've classified everything as a priority, I think that's where the the problem comes in, right? Um, and Dila, I think maybe that's where you're leading to. Um, so you, perhaps looking at you know, all of your, um, your activities that you need to get involved in and the goals that you need to achieve and just saying, okay, what if this is really meaningful, what's important, what's urgent, um, what if this can actually be parked and what if this is um, is someone else's priority actually. Um, it can either be delegated or it can be, um, it can, you know, it, it's, it's something that you need to communicate with the other person that actually this is not your priority, it's their priority.
0: Michelle, just on this idea of prioritizing in your life, um, do you want to start introducing one of the important principles that you talk about in the course, which I learned about through you and have found incredibly helpful, which is this wheel of life effectively that gives you a bit of a framework to think about the important things in many aspects of your life and not just those ones that tend to dominate because of the external demands that you talk about but from the inside of you with this wheel of life helping you to visualize then as Andile has asked about which are the ones we should prioritize almost from a slightly selfish perspective but then with a proper methodology to work on them and achieve them?
1: Yeah, thanks, Pete. So, one of the tools that I use um, from the get-go with my coaching clients is something called the Wheel of Life, and essentially what it is, it is a wheel um, with spokes, Um, and each of the spokes represents a key area in your life that is like a priority, um, as such. Um, You can also think of it as a pizza, so it has got slices like a pizza. And each slice of the pizza is an area of your life. Um, so what I would normally do with a client is I would ask them to um, divide their wheel up into segments. So usually it's about eight segments. Um, and then label each of the areas of their life that is important to them. So things, these are things that you are um, give most focus to, the things that are most important to you. So for most people, that will be things like um, family, their work, their studies, finances, perhaps um, their health, um, their um, spirituality, um, things like um, personal development or education. So, so you know, there's there's various different things that um, somebody would have that is a, a goal, a, a kind of a priority for them. Um, And so then you you would have each of your segments have a label. And then the way to um, understand where you are uh, now and where you'd like to be on each of these areas is if if you imagine the center of your wheel as a zero and the outside edge of your wheel to be a 10. For each of these areas, you would first go about saying, okay, for each uh, segment, let's say. Um you have a segment called um, family. Uh, on the scale of 0 to ten, where would I really like to be? Um, so perhaps I'd like to be um, at an eight. okay. Now what that means is, in terms of happiness and fulfillment in this area, rather than that time I'm spending in the area. I think that's where people always get a a bit wrong. Uh, I want to be an 8. Okay, so from the scale of 1 to 10, I want to be an 8. Then you go about saying, okay, so what does an 8 look like? Um, Okay, so when I'm doing an 8 on family, I am... um, uh, seeing my family regularly I'm able to um, interact fluidly with them there's t- there's no fighting um, I, uh, I we, we spend time with each other in a way that is um, fulfilling to everybody involved um, I'm able to look look after my family etc okay so it's like you're trying to get a sense of, of where you'd really like to see it go. Um, the next thing you would do then is to say, okay, um, for each of these areas, let me do the same thing. So you can see there in the picture, um, each of those areas have been uh, highlighted as you know where do I want to be. Uh, sorry, Peter. I think this might be the where I am now. Hey. yeah
0: (laughs) um, i think maybe just for context everyone i'm sharing a couple of your lessons from the course uh just to give people a bit of a visual anchor about what michelle is is talking about uh, this afternoon and in the course and in those lessons michelle will actually take you as a student through a a much more comprehensive uh you know explanation of this process and what you'll actually see is that michelle coached me through a goal in my hobbies and uh, interests Uh, pizza slice, if you like, where I described where I am now and where I want to get to and what an eight looks like for me. So Michelle, I guess just, uh, you know, back to you to wrap up on the sort of wheel of life and then let's answer Mm. a couple of specific questions from the audience. But the wheel of life, just to respond to Andile, really creates that context and that landscape for you within which you can prioritize goals and then start thinking about what you want to do with them. And then in the rest of the course, you sort of take people through a process of actually working towards those goals in a very disciplined way that gives them a higher chance of actually achieving them. So really, we talk about goal setting, you know, which is the wheel of life, and then goal achievement, you know, which we'll talk about just now. But last thoughts from you on, on the wheel of life as an approach to goal setting.
1: Yeah, so I, again, I think, um, Pete, to just echo what she's saying, it is a structured way of seeing where you actually are at the moment and where you want to be, and then allows you an opportunity to say, okay, you know what, I thought everything was a, was a priority, but this area is actually a little bit more important to me. And just to mention also, remember that when you change one thing in a system, everything changes. It has a knock-on effect. So perhaps you're working on one little wedge in your wheel of life, um, because that has highlighted itself as the main priority, Um, But it actually has knock-on effects to other areas in your life as well. And hopefully those are positive knock-on effects.
0: Great, Michelle. And what I've just done is to provide everybody with uh, a free uh, enrollment uh, to our newly launched course. Uh, So you can click on that link in the chat there. Um, I think that actually runs out in the next few hours. So you'll need to take action straight off this webinar. But once you enroll in that, uh, you'll have lifetime access to the course and of co- and you'll be able to get you know all of the things that Michelle is talking about. And she actually gives you an assignment in the course to set some goals. So by the time you finish the course, you'll have actually worked on your goals and started to make uh, progress towards them. Wanted to just pick up on a couple of comments here. So Richard, uh, great to see you. Uh, and he made the comments there, what does not get measured, does not get done. And I think measurement you know, comes through in the course and in Michelle's coaching as a very important aspect um, but again, you need to have the right goals, you know, there's no point measuring the wrong goals. So uh, starting with this wheel of life, you know, is incredibly uh, powerful for doing that. Um, and then Adila does respond there to what Michelle was saying. Thank you so much. This makes sense to me personally. I do spread myself too thin out of fear of saying no to others. And Adila, I'm actually absolutely the same. You know, I like affirmation and I want to please people, but then sometimes I try and please too many people. And often it's the things that you say no to are just as important as the things that you say yes to, uh, because you need to get control of your diary. You need to get control of the amount of energy that you have um, and the resources that uh, you, know, you can spend on the different goals. OK, so, Michelle, I think uh, absolutely very, very interesting and exciting to see everybody responding to these questions. Let's uh, pick up on a question from Noah, Noah. again, just to read it out. uh, Their point is that they never complete everything they do, always not following schedule. I don't know if I lack motivation or what, but it's been killing me for years now. So great that you're here. We're so thrilled that you joined us. And everybody on this call today sympathizes with you because we've absolutely all experienced that. So, Michelle, in your role as a life coach, can we give some on-the-spot, real-time coaching and support uh, to Noah, because he's asked how he can overcome this?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as as a coach, you you tend to ask a lot of questions. So, I hope I can ask Noah and he can respond. Um, So, the first question I had was... um, you say, I, I don't know if I lack motivation. Okay. So what is, what is, what seems to get in the way or what do you do instead of following your schedule?
0: Okay. Let's see if Noah can respond to that in the chat. So give us a bit of a response there. Um, so I, I, I mean, I think Michelle, one possible, you know, response to this would be, the lack of some sort of structured methodology right perhaps or or too many different methodologies as you mentioned in your introduction there are so many out there and in your experience you've seen the one that you've developed in the course work very well um so while we don't want to talk about methodologies as the answer there are human issues at stake here that we need to understand um Noah has come back to us to say that he spends most of his time on media. So distractions. Yeah. And, and this is something in the course, Michelle. You have a whole set of lessons on stumbling blocks and distractions, right?
1: Yeah. No, that's true. Um, th- and there's something else that, you know, I just kind of picked up on your, um, on your comment, Noah. Um, it's just the language that you're using. Um, you're saying, I always... I, I never complete my goals. I always do this instead. So perhaps, that's it. Sorry, I never complete anything I do. I'm always not following my schedule. Perhaps that's where you got to start, is that you have made that story up for yourself. Um, so <clears throat> you're starting to believe it yourself, is that actually, you know what? No matter what I do, I'm never going to complete everything I do. I'm always not going to follow my schedule. So it really starts off with the level of the language that you're using to judge yourself. Um, And perhaps you need to positively reframe that um, and say, you know, on this thing, I didn't manage to complete what I did. What was it that stood in the way? Um, And then think about instances in the past, you know, is this actually true? True. Do you never complete anything you do? I bet you do complete, um, you know, watching something on on social media, right? So you actually do complete things. Okay. So what is it within you or around you and the resources around you that does allow you to to complete things? And Mm. you use that... um, that uh, that skill <laughs> or um, competence um, to actually apply to things that you do want to complete. So that, I don't know if that makes sense. So it's it's two things. Um, it's first of all the language that you're using is limiting you, and you want to make sure that you're not using language that is negative and is is holding you back. Um, and that's very easy to do. That's within your control. Um, and the second thing is. To, um, to make sure that you are um, uh, looking at, at past successes and say, actually, you know what, it's not true that I don't complete something because these are the things I have completed, and look at the conditions under which you were able to complete those, and, um, and use that as a base for, for completing future tasks.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Michelle and uh, of course uh, you know you'd need a lot more time with somebody to help them through a structured process you know with regular one on one interaction if somebody has been struggling like this for, with something like this for a number of years it's it's not a quick switch on or off process to, to 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 resolve that so i have put your details up there on the screen for people to get in touch with you and have a look at your uh website there so i would encourage you to to get in touch with michelle in addition to doing the course which we provided you for free which gives you that structured methodology but for one-on-one uh, interaction uh, that would be highly advisable michelle let's then go to the other extreme so we've got mary jean here um, and looking a little bit more now around the goal achievement aspects of it which we then obviously go into in the course in some detail as well here and Mary Jean you know so yes let's talk about the right goals but then in terms of the execution of the goals it seems like Mary Jean gets incredibly focused on one or two goals and as she said there uh, I usually shut out the world for months including family and friends to reach my goals so I guess that's on the other spectrum of it uh, you know we could have the distraction and lots of other things that we want to do versus doing the goals with too much energy um, and focus, as Mary-Jean has. So, perhaps your thoughts for Mary-Jean, and then touching on the smarter uh, methodology that you teach in the course to approaching goal achievement.
1: Yeah, Um. thanks, Pete. Um, so, this is, yeah, this is a really interesting question, and it almost points to personality type as well, um, which, you know, personality is pretty set, um, and, So the the very thing that makes you successful might also be the thing that, you know, trips you up. Um, So this is a a great question, Mary-Jean, thanks. Um, So I think one of the things that, you know, in our methodology what we speak speak about is ecology. Um, And so when you are setting goals, one of the really, really key important aspects is to check the ecology around your goal. So is this going to be good for you? Is it going to be good for those around you, your loved ones, et cetera? Um, and I think people sometimes forget to do that step and it ends up being something that, um, you know, it's it's a goal that they pursue at, at the cost of too much. Um, and so, this is also why it's important to kind of keep on re-evaluating and just to, to go to that, um. Uh, what Peter was saying about um, the smarter fr- framework um, one of the key aspects of the smarter framework is that you are um, evaluating where you are in terms of the goal. So if you have set a goal and you are going hell for, le- hell for leather you know on that goal and shutting out everybody else um, chances are you're not, kind of evaluating as you go along. You've put the blinkers on and you're just completely focused. So it's really, really important as you go to periodically just evaluate where am I? What am I doing well? What am I missing? Checking the ecology around your goal. Is this still good for me? Is this still um, good for those around me? Um, Pete, I don't know if you want me to kind of go through the steps of the SMARTER framework.
0: Absolutely, Michelle. I think that would be great. And what I've just got up on the screen now is again, some insights into the video lessons, you know, of the course. And the previous one uh, was really where you were coaching me to elicit uh, and understand, as you put it, the ecology of one of my own goals, as we mentioned at the beginning, which was in my hobbies and interests section, which was to finish a certain mountain biking race, which would be my level eight uh, in that section of my uh, wheel of life. So just again as you go through the course, you'll see Michelle coaching me um, and eliciting that goal and understanding the ecology. And I think yes, Michelle let's now then look at the smarter framework. And again in the context of Mary Jean's question and everybody else uh, you know who wants the right approach to achieving their goals, uh, perhaps Michelle let's you know pick one or two of these important, Uh, letters in this acronym. And uh, I'll also then pick out a couple of relevant questions from the audience as we go. But absolutely, over to you for the smarter framework.
1: Okay. So thanks, Peter. I think, you know, a lot of people may have come come across a smart framework for goal setting before. Um, So we've made it smarter. um, Because I think there's two just key points that, you know, is um, have been left off in the past. So just to, to kind of run through what the SMARTER framework is all about, it's a, a framework for goal setting. Um, and it's a way to make your goals really really um, uh, uh, juicy and tangible um, and achievable and um, with a time frame and a, a means of evaluating how you are um, doing against them. So the S is really about making your goal very specific and clear and vivid. Um, so it's really about making it um, uh, uncomplicated. So if you've got a goal where it's, there's, there's too many bits to it, um, you've, you're very quickly going to get overwhelmed and, um, and, you know, lose interest or lose uh, motivation to, to follow it through. Um, so there the example is drink more water, which is very vague, right? and then versus drink eight glasses of water they're very specific. Um, the uh, M is standing for measurable. So really, how are you going to keep track of your success? Um, how are those around me going to know whether I've achieved my goal? How will I know whether I've achieved my goal? So a measurement aspect to every goal is really important. Um, and that's very often um, uh, linked to the T in the smarter framework, which is a time frame. So you, you want to be able to measure, but when are you going to going to measure? Are you me- are you only measuring it when you feel like you've achieved it, or are you measuring um, at incremental um, points along the way? Um, the A is about action, and I think <laughs> this is the biggest one. Um, and in our course, um, we'll help you to see, you know, how do you take action? Because I think a lot of for a lot of people, you know, getting from A to B is a very big Um, daunting step. Um, So the A part, um, we help you to see how you can sort of do baby steps to get um, from A to B. Then the R um, stands for realistic and resources. So is it realistic? And I think this is a little bit around, um, you know, perhaps somebody who um, has got great ideas and um, great plans, but hasn't rooted it in reality. And then very quickly find out that they actually don't have the resources, whether that's personal resources or things like um, you know money or whatever it is to meet their goals. So you want to make sure upfront that whatever you're embarking on is actually realistic. And then we've spoken about the time frame, Um, and the time frame obviously just helps to keep you um, focused and accountable. So if something is too sort of long. uh, long winded, um, you can lose motivation, you can lose focus. Um, and so you just want to make sure that um, you, you've got those little um, smaller increments in terms of timeframe to, to work towards. And then the evaluation, I spoke about this already, really important just to keep um, evaluating and seeing and this. When, when I work with um, my coaching clients, uh, we obviously set coaching goals up front, um, and we work for a period of about six months. But every single time that we meet, we're looking at those goals and just tweaking and and seeing, you know, how do we um, uh, change those those goals? Um, and then the rewards.
0: Michelle, just on that one, on evaluation <laughs> there, just a great comment in the chat uh, from the handle Made From Stars how can I deal with one moment having ambitious goals, then becoming discouraged by reality? Do I reevaluate my goals and focus on something more realistic or keep focused on the original goal? And I mean, you were on the E there talking about evaluation and I guess there's a balance that you have to strike between evaluating once a year, maybe, or every five minutes when things go wrong. And as you say, (laughs) balance that with the baby steps that, that give you real insights as to what you need to uh, sort of adapt you know as you tweak those goals that you're working on
1: yeah I mean I, I guess also you got to think about you know um, is, is the thing that's discouraging me is it that little you know saboteur in my head or is this a real stumbling block is it like literally I don't have the money um, you know and then okay so I don't have the money right now how do I get around that? Or I don't have the time right now. How do I get around that? So if if the if the S <laughs> is juicy enough, the the goal up front is juicy mm. and specific and clear and vivid enough, you'll find a way around you know um, the realities as such. Um, and and then if if for whatever reason that is, it's not actually possible. For, you being really realistic with yourself, that's when you, you do tweak it and see what is
0: realistic. Okay, and then reward, I think everyone likes this one.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so, um, so reward, there's two aspects to reward. Um, and the one is obviously the, the intrinsic um, reward of, of achieving something. Um, and that's um, like, from a neuroscience perspective, that has huge impacts on the chemistry in your brain um, and uh, it, it activates, you know, the, the, the pleasures center in your brain um, and it really spurs you on to greater things. Um, but there's also that, that little, you know, dangling carrot um, aspect, um, so the external reward. And I think why not um, set something as an external reward, so if I complete this goal by February um, you know, I'm, I'm going to um, treat myself to a, I don't know, massage or <laughs> whatever it is. Um, so, um, so two aspects there, you want to make sure that you're meeting both because um, the, the sort of, um, what, do, what do they call it? Like a magpie is after the shiny trinkets. <laughs> um, that's not enough. You also want to make sure that you are satisfying yourself intrinsically.
0: Great, Michelle, thank you. I think that's so valuable. And um, lots of people are already logging into the course. So very exciting to see everyone taking advantage of that. Maybe Michelle, you know, before we finish off and talk about a little bit more of the sort of content and methodology of the course that people can get access to, why don't we just talk a little bit about the features? Um, So tell us about, for example, you mentioned just now, you know, people can introduce themselves so if uh, I have a look here, it's been wonderful to see people talking about um, you know, what they're struggling with and what they want to uh, achieve. And the great thing is that you're visible and engaged in the course and answering people's introductions and supporting them with their specific goals. So when you go into the course, you get this ecosystem um, of support and encouragement, not only the video lessons teaching you the frameworks and the worksheets and the resources that you can download and use, as you follow along with Michelle and complete the activities that she coaches you and teaches you to complete in the course. Um, but you can also ask Michelle questions. You can also, uh, you know, respond to other people's introductions, etc. So Michelle, and this was really, I mean, your first sort of online course working with me, I hope having a lot of fun and thrilled that we could launch this at the beginning of 2022. You just want to talk a little bit about it as a, as a course creator and a, also a goal that I think we were both thrilled to complete as well What's been your sense of uh, leading an online course and then engaging with the students and helping them to get the maximum amount of value from it?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to say that, as you know, Pete, I'm, I'm not used to, you know, um, uh, delivering a course in an asynchronous kind of context. Um, so very much more at home, you know, standing up in front of, um, a workshop of people and and taking, you know, working live. Um, so it was quite an eye-opener for me and, and you know, challenging. Um, but w- uh, what a wonderful opportunity and um, a way of of reaching more people um, with the content. Um, and I'm so pleased to be able to have, have launched it at the beginning of this year, where everybody is really thinking about, um, you know, what... What do I want to achieve this year? Um, what's what's this year holding in, in store for me? And I don't know about you, Pete, but I I feel so hopeful about this year. Um, it's it feels like we we kind of you know lifting out of the fog. <laughs> um, and I think uh, you know being able to to share um, this methodology with people has is is really rewarding. And I hope to. Um, be able to to help you all on your you know on your way to to achieving your goals this year.
0: That's fantastic, Michelle. and I'm thrilled that we got to this point and I'm thrilled that you know we are now having that wider impact, as you say, It is important to have the one-on-one interaction, um, but this can be a very complementary aspect uh, in supporting both that business and providing people with very specific lessons and input and support to the transformation that they're looking for. Um, perhaps, you know, without, you know, requiring that extensive uh, interaction, uh, that sort of traditional synchronous training and, and, and coaching, etc, uh, would require. Michelle, while we're in the course, why don't we just jump back then to, um, you know, where we were in terms of, you know, eliciting the right goals, using the Wheel of Life, understanding stumbling blocks, uh, going through the smarter framework, and then using me as an example, and the sort of interactive coaching that I showed on the screen just now, with me to talk about my goal of achieving this mountain bike race. And then what I'm gonna show up on the screen now was me attempting to use that smarter framework to then go and achieve that uh, goal. So as I pop that up on the screen there, uh, do you want to talk about then uh, me as an example and the sort of smarter elements that I developed uh, to work on that goal, which is coming up for me uh, in May of this year?
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, so so what Peter did is um, he has set a goal for himself to um, do the sunny to sea um, mountain bike race. Um, it's a 265 kilometer bike race. So you can imagine this is not a, a little um, a, little goal that's, you know, easy to do, it's something that requires a hell of a lot of preparation um, and, and training, um, and and mentally, obviously, is, is going to be something that um, Pete has to work through. So, um, he utilized um, the, uh, the smarter framework um, to set his goal, um, and uh, started off by saying, so, the, the first one, very specific, He wants to complete the bike race Asani to see how he was going to measure it, what actions he needed to take was just to, first of all, just to um, get all of his cycling gear in in good working order, um, and then just to get cycling. And he spoke about, you know, how he was going to do that in a very specific way um, from week to week. he then obviously spoke about, you know, whether this was a realistic goal. And he said, sure, you know, it's daunting, but he has, you know, done races before, um, and it is actually time, you know, for him to start doing it again. So he knows that he's done it before, so it is realistic, he can, it's, it's, it's a possibility, um, but he's there were certain resources that he would need to put into place in order to, um, in, to do that. And obviously, so it's, it's training um, time that he, you know, he would need to take out from the family. It was his equipment that he needed to get into um, good shape. Um, and then obviously, um, he spoke about the time frame. So it's in three months time. Um, and we spoke about um, breaking down his goal into the level of a daily habit. So uh, in other words, what does he need to do on a daily basis Um, in order to make his goal a reality, Um, and then the um, review period that he put in place was a weekly um, review, so he said, after every week, I'm going to evaluate how I've done, Um, on the evaluation side, um, I I can't remember exactly, Pete, what did you say there?
0: I think, as I've got there on the whiteboard, just measuring those kilometers per week, you know, to ensure that I was making the right level of progress per day, per week towards that uh, end goal there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, um, the reward for him was actually a very, very intrinsic reward. You know, that kind of crossing that finish line and knowing that he's done it um, has, you know, was was sort of um, topmost <laughs> um, in his mind. Um, and then the T-shirt was, what was that? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, I guess that's an extrinsic reward because you get okay. a t-shirt when you oh, finish I and I would be able to wear that and you know be able to say gone there been there done that got the t-shirt I suppose that's right
1: um, yeah beautiful yeah
0: so you yeah, can see mm. Yeah no thank you Michelle that was a wonderful exercise and um, yeah you know then just in the rest of the course I mean you go into the neuroscience but let's quickly jump to accountability um you know as a method uh, of achieving your goal and i'd like to start it by saying i hold myself accountable to everyone today you know that i'm going to work towards that goal and do my very best to achieve it and i i guess that type of goal is slightly binary you know it's either i complete it or i don't um so you know it's not a case of you know i could do two of the three days you know do i then actually say i've completed the race or i've done you know, two, two thirds of it, etc. But I'm certainly going to hold myself accountable to everyone to, to work according to the smarter framework that I presented in the course, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So So,
0: so just accountability, then your thoughts, then in the context of and you give a whole section on the neuroscience of goal setting. So do you want to talk about accountability and importance of that in the context of the neuroscience of goal setting?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think the point, the thing is that we, um, as as human beings, we want to um, be liked and not disappoint people. Um, I think that's sort of in, inherent and intrinsic to us. Um, and so, the accountability piece is it, it might be that you're holding yourself accountable to yourself, um, but it might also be um, something that um, when you're setting a goal. You kind of have somebody that you bring on board as a partner um, in your in your journey that is holding you accountable as well. So they perhaps have your best interest at heart. Um, they want to see you succeed as much as you, as you want to succeed, um, and they they kind of are cheerleading you along. Um, and at the same time, you don't want to disappoint them. So um, that's you know one of the the aspects of accountability that you want to make sure that. Whoever you uh, are sharing your um, your goals with are people that have your your best interests at heart or on this kind of same journey with you. Um, and we've we gave some ideas there in terms of people that you can um, partner with to to hold you accountable. Perhaps it's a friend or a family member. Um, there's you know there's plenty of obviously um, accountability groups out there or um, people that are on the same journey as you perhaps, um, wanting to achieve the same goal. Um, and then, uh, oh, just a, a myriad of of um, apps and things that, you know, keep you keep you um, uh, accountable and ping in your ear if you haven't achieved something or whatever. Um, there's loss out there. And then obviously, if you want to go that route to hire somebody um, to, as a coach to keep you uh, focused on your goal as well. Um, but I think just to sort of allude to some of the sort of neuroscience around um, goal setting as well, um, one of the biggest things is really to make sure that you are writing down that goal. Um, so many people think, "Oh, that's you know, it's obvious. It's either obvious or it's like, oh, surely that can't make so much of a difference." Um, but but to be honest, it makes a massive difference, and numerous studies have um, have shown that. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, written down in words. It can be a symbol or a picture or something that is representative of your goal that is placed in in highly visual areas that you, you know, confronted with it all the time, because it forces you to reevaluate how you're doing against that goal on a continuous basis. Um, so the one thing is that it's, it's very visual and it's in your face, but on the other side it imprints. Um, in your brain as well and it's like each time you see it um, it's a it's a reminder of um, you know it it keeps you accountable basically.
0: Michelle a couple thoughts I've just put a, a comment there and a link in the chat is that in the student success coach Facebook group one of the things that we do and I've seen people do it quite a lot Um, And we were talking about social media earlier, and sometimes it is a distraction, but I've certainly tried to use our community in the Facebook group uh, for very powerful effects in helping people get through goals. And most of us in that group are uh, studying either full time or part time, often sort of postgraduate level, big writing projects, etc. And people will often put a post up there and say, guys, I commit to writing 500 words uh, on my thesis today. And they put that out there, and then we all comment on that. We encourage them, and then lunchtime I'll say, "How are you doing? Have you done 200 words?" And we had a fantastic example last year of a lady who had been struggling with demotivation, and uh, she, she, you know, we call it burning your boats. You know, you put it out there, and then you feel you've made that public commitment, like I did earlier. And with mm-hmm. the encouragement and the support, um, what was wonderful to see is then I sort of checked in with her actually at midnight. I asked, and she said she's done three and a half of the four law study modules or whatever. And then she stayed up another hour to finish. But just the boost in confidence and support that you got from being in the Facebook group and sharing. And she actually put a picture of the work that you've done. And there are a number of others that I've seen in the Facebook group. So just on Michelle's point around making your goals visible and holding yourself accountable to them in a trusted community like Michelle teaches uh, in the course on the slide on the screen there. Uh, an option for you to think about is the accountability group uh, of the student success coach uh, facebook group which is um, uh, open to you all and i moderate it's closed it's a safe space and uh, no one is there judging you there's no supervisors lecturers it's completely free and open and trusted and we actually even have mentors uh, in the facebook group there's a mentorship program there uh, that you can check in with and like michelle says there Uh, You can either hire a coach, get in touch with Michelle, or pick up one of the mentors that have made themselves available uh, in the Student Success Coach uh, Facebook group. And then, Michelle, just to give an example, when I was doing my PhD and I had the last six months to finish the writing project, um, I mapped out a six-month process sort of almost day by day of what I needed to get done. I printed it, and I stuck it on my cupboard, um, and I hung a pen with a piece of string so that it didn't get lost next to that. And I literally ticked off day by day and to see those little crosses. And those of you that have done those courses of mine will see that as an example uh, in completing writing projects, but using these principles of accountability and visualization of goal setting as well. Now, Michelle, then just to finish off with a great example of writing down your goals and taking action is the assignment that we set um, in the course. I'm just gonna pop that up on the screen. Um, So do you want to just touch on the assignment that we ask people to complete uh, in the course and the feedback and the support that they can expect from you uh, once they've set that uh, uh, or completed that assignment and work through the worksheets according to the lessons and the methodologies that you teach um, in the course.
1: Yeah, thanks, Pete. So, yeah, the, the assignment is really about putting everything um, in the course into action. Um, so it's, it's looking at, first of all, your main um, stumbling blocks, it's then brainstorming those major life focus areas, it's then constructing your own wheel of life, and then for at least three of those major life focus areas, um, completing the the process, the methodology, and um, I I, I set various questions to help people just to think through um, each of those life focus areas and where they are um, at the moment, where they want to be, and how they um, are going about getting, kind of bridging the gap between... Um, a and B. So, um, yeah. um, and you can do more, you can, you know, you can do all eight of them, <laughs> if you want to, if, you, if you're that keen. Um, but really, the assignment was really just trying to, to get you used to, you know, using this as a, as a resource and a tool um, for your, your goal setting and achievement.
0: Fantastic. And, and Michelle, are you then able to give people feedback on that? Obviously not yeah. you know, immediately, but I mean, maybe yeah. once a week or once every couple of weeks, you'll check in and, and have a look at the assignments and then be in touch with people uh, to give them some feedback?
1: Absolutely, Pete. Um, I'm so, I would be so happy to see you guys um, uh, you know, taking action and, and starting you know, using the, the tools. Um, and so if there are any questions, um, or, you know, if you kind of get stuck anywhere along the way, or you just want me to be there to, to cheerlead you on, um, I'm, I'm absolutely going to check in um, on each of those assignments.
0: I must say, as an online instructor, you know, for a couple of years now, it's uh, been one of the most fulfilling things for me to go through assignments that i set so for example i teach the principles of kanban boards and you know you talk a lot about baby steps and taking action and managing tasks with a kanban board is one of the ways that you can achieve the a of the smarter framework and i set people an assignment to start their own kanban board at home and i teach them the very basic principles of using kanban as a japanese method of visualizing workflow and to see some of the things that people have used a kanban board for has sort of been one of the most fulfilling aspects of you know, teaching online, for example, people plan their wedding, or they try to get their son into a baseball uh, college, um, you know, and they really took it seriously, and they applied it in their lives. And I think Michelle, as an online instructor, it's so important for us to not just communicate information and teach people things, but to help someone achieve the transformation that they're looking for in their life. And so when I see the pictures of the Kanban boards that people have done, just as an example of that course, you know, on their fridge or at their workspace, or what they've been able to achieve as a result of that or even just the discipline that they've achieved that they can then apply to the bigger projects in their life. Um, You know, for me, it is, uh, is one of the most fulfilling things. And if I could just jump back to uh, Richard's comment over here, Uh, Richard, thank you so much for for this feedback. It's, uh, you know, often a bit of a lonely exercise <coughs> to sit recording and doing all these courses and Michelle's now in the club of online instructors but this live interaction that we have today and this you know assignment sort of feedback that we give to people makes it absolutely uh, all worthwhile and just to mention guys you'll see there uh, the feedback that you can give on your assignment which Michelle sets for you in the course and the best option really is to you know if you've, if you've got a wheel of life um you know take a photograph of it and then submit an image uh, of that into the course. And then, you know, you can just type a few notes about, you know, how you achieved that and what your thoughts were. And then Michelle can give you um, uh, some feedback on that um, in the course. Any uh, any final thoughts then on the assignment, uh, Michelle, and the importance in general uh, of taking action to achieve goals, to get new skills, to... Achieve meaningful things in your life, absolutely critical.
1: Yeah, I, I think just a final thought is, is really, you know, what you put in is what you get out. Um, I've seen it so many times um, with um, clients that come to me through various ways. Um, those that that really put in the effort and, and take hold and grab onto the resources that are, you know, being put in front of them on a silver platter. Um, are the ones that get get the most out of it and are really fulfilled um, and achieve at the end of the day. So yeah, please, you know, if if you're going to um, uh, put in the effort to to do something, you know, give it all you've got, because you will be so, you know, handsomely rewarded.
0: And Michelle, just as we closed off with then, um, you know, I think great that we've given people access to the course. We've talked about a lot of great principles this afternoon. We've had some great feedback and we've answered a number of questions. Um, but I would really advise everybody that if you are looking for a more personal interaction and a sort of a longer term engagement with Michelle, um, that you make use of you know, the resources that she provides, get hold of her through the website. And Michelle, do you want to talk for a couple of minutes about what that would look like? and what that would mean, and what people would be able to get out of going into and investing in um, some more structured interaction uh, with you and your services.
1: Yeah, so um, it it kind of would take um, a a, a basic um, form, um, and that would be a in-person meeting either in person or um, if geographically we can't uh, meet in person it could be um, online or some, some sort of online platform. Um, we meet every second week um, and the reason why we have that kind of gap um, uh, is if you if you're sort of only meeting monthly there's too much life that's getting in the way um, and so you do kind of lose track or focus in terms of the goal um, the goals that you're wanting to achieve in, in through the coaching. Um, and shorter than that is too little time. You almost don't have time to put into practice some of the things that um, are being discussed in your coaching sessions. So um, i found that a period of two to three weeks is probably best. Um, and coaching is a is a short term, very goal focused um, kind of um, process. So most clients I would meet um, for between 10 and 12 sessions and sometimes even shorter than that, if it's something that is very, very focused and very targeted. Um, And yeah, so we set goals up front in terms of what we want to achieve in the coaching. Um, We contract our relationship very nicely so that we make sure that we're both going to get out of it what we hope to get out of it. Um, And then, like I say, um, at each session, we look at what are the goals that we are wanting to achieve in the um, coaching, Um, are we still on track, do we need to tweak anything. Um, As an industrial psychologist, I sometimes use assessments as well um, because that gives a little bit of insight um, into different aspects, so it depends on on kind of the topics that we are addressing in the coaching. But yeah, that is kind of it in a nutshell piece.
0: Fantastic, Michelle. Thank you. And also, open invitation to you not to add to your sort of uh, social media footprint and distractions, but if you want to pop into our Student Success Coach Facebook group every now and again, that'd be fantastic. Um, but I think your website, you know, that'll just got your contact details there so people can uh, get a hold of you uh, there. And then just a couple of last uh, points from my side. Uh, yes, this recording is available at the same link that you used to land here. So wherever you saw the Uh, webinar advertised you can click that same link and you can uh, view the recording please do subscribe to the youtube channel and then you will get all the other webinars and all the other coaching uh, that i put onto the channel uh, over the last couple of years plus i take the recording of the webinar and i bundle all the resources you know michelle's details the course links and everything else that we've spoken about in a post on the facebook group and i commit and I'm accountable to everybody that I will do that by the end of the day today. So if you pop into the Facebook group, I'll also try and approve everybody uh, into the group so that you can see the post. But if I don't get to approving everybody today, the post will be there, you can scroll back uh, and have a look at it um, in due course. Michelle, we wrapping up uh, just goodbye and thank you to you for being with us today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. And um, just thank you all for your questions. They've been very insightful. And I hope that, um, yeah, I I maybe get to interact with you sometime in the future. Um, All the best for for the year ahead.
0: Thanks, everyone. Take action, enroll in our course, get in touch with Michelle, and remember to leave a rating and review on anything that you uh, consume from anybody that uh, is in our student success coach community. Thanks all. Cheers. Bye-bye.